Alrighty, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending upon where and when you are. I am the Meatball. This is episode number six of Meatballs for America. Uh, what I'm doing here is uh, I'm a little bored uh, because of lockdowns and whatnot, so uh I speak my opinions here, and I want to hear your opinions. I'm trying to open uh, up some communication about all this crazy stuff going on in our country that we all refuse to talk about, we all agree to disagree on, and, and all that crazy stuff. I think we got to start airing out the dirty laundry and talking about these things. Uh, I solicit your phone calls. I solicit your emails. Uh, I solicit your opinions. Um, I don't learn anything from people who agree with me. Uh, most of what I understand and know now, I know because I debated with somebody and they either shut me up on one of my points or made a point that I wasn't sure of, and then I investigated it. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I could not stand Donald Trump, and I got beat up in so many true arguments about who did better jobs as president, and I kept going back and verifying what I was being told, and I was wrong. Uh, so that is one reason why I like to debate with people, but I just also like to debate. Um, so this is the Meatballs for America podcast. You can get in touch with me and speak your opinion on anything going on in this country, whether you like it, you don't like it. If you're calling up to disagree or yell at me for something I've said on an earlier podcast, go right ahead. This is a free speech podcast. I can be repeat. I don't speak well all the time. My tongue's much faster than my brain, which has got me in trouble. But anyway, you can reach me via voicemail 307-363-2669. You can email me meatballs for america all lowercase with the number 4 at yahoo.com meatballs for america at yahoo.com my twitter handle is at mbs for america it's a capital m a capital b a capital s the number four capital a and then finish spelling america mbs for america on twitter you can look me up as frank talker on facebook friend request me i'll accept it uh, i'm gonna put questions polls and post up there that will relate to the show you can contact me and make comments that i may use on the show but again we're gonna get into the show real soon this was just the intro i'm the meatball this is meatballs for america call in give me your thoughts give me your opinions yell at me agree with me give me something to yell at or agree with meatballs for america coming at you it's a wednesday morning hope the beginning of your week was great hope the rest of the week gets even better let's get started phone call number one good morning meatball first i'm going to start off by saying i love 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 your podcast very entertaining very educational um so I'm going to talk about a subject that came up at work yesterday. Um, we're coming up on February, which is Black History Month. Um, we got this stuff going on with, um, I can't think of his name because I don't watch the news. But anyway, um, we were discussing how, you know, why Black History Month? Why do they get a whole month to themselves? And I don't mean to say day as like animals or something. But, you know, my thoughts on it is black people stick together. White people don't stick together. If white people wanted to have a white history month, somebody should go out and try and do it and stick together. We don't stick together. 
black people, I have to say, they stick together. That's why they had this Black Lives Matter. That's why they have, uh, there was a, a discussion about they have their own beauty pageant, black, black, uh, beauty pageant. Well, why don't white people get together and, and create their own beauty pageant? All white. But we don't. We don't stick together. And I have to give the black race credit because they do stick together and they do get things done. What are your thoughts? All righty. Uh, that's a new voice, I think. I don't remember hearing that voice at all. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for the compliments. Uh, I'm going to have to save this call, and when I finally announce who the meatball really is in real life, uh, I'm going to have to play this for some of my teachers and say, hey, look, I'm an educator." Uh, I don't know how educating I am. A lot of what I say is opinion. Now, I like to research and back my opinions with facts, but, you know, it's still a lot of opinion. Uh, and we're all entitled to our opinion. That's what's great about America. And you made some great points and stated some great opinions, uh, which I agree with and which I have a lot of thoughts on. I agree. I think it's ridiculous that there is a Black History Month, that there is a Miss Black America, that every city has a Black Chamber of Commerce, that every major city has a small Black Persons Business Association, that every... Uh, uh, place has a black business owners association, that there is a black Republican caucus, that there is a white Republican caucus. Um, I believe we are constantly told that white people exclude dark skinned people from things. But as I just listed, I can name hundreds of things that exclude white people for people of color. Um, but we don't stick together and do that because we're not allowed. We would be picketed. We would be protested. There would be riots. BLM riots would be every day if there was a, a white-only type of organization or group. And they like to yell and say, well, all of America is white-only. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, and I'm tired of hearing that. Uh, also, I don't know if you noticed in that phone call what the, that – she sounds like a great broad. I'm going to call it a broad – I don't even realize, think she realized what she did. And I don't know how many of you people realized it. Did you notice as she was having her conversation and she said they have, and she had a backstep and explained that she doesn't mean they as offensive because that's what they did to us. Um, you don't understand, you know, black people like to say they have it rough because they're uncomfortable uh, and they feel like they're being judged or prejudiced against in everyday situation, which number one is your perception. It doesn't necessarily mean it's happening because you feel like it is. But when she said they, she had to backtrack it and explain that she didn't mean anything offensive because when you say those people, them, they, you people, even if you mean it completely innocently, just as a group term right away, what do you mean you people? What do you mean them people? What do you mean those people? But now, as soon as you say something they don't agree with, you're a racist or you're one, oh, you're one of those people. You know how many times I've heard that because I don't agree with BLM or because I don't agree that racism is a systematic horrendous problem in America? Uh, right away, I'm a racist. Um because there was a gentleman in an Auschwitz shirt, uh, shirt January 6th, and I said to somebody, this was not an insurrection. It was a protest that got violent. All of a sudden, I was a Nazi sympathizer because a gentleman in an Auschwitz shirt was photographed January 6th at the Capitol. First of all, you don't even know if that guy was a Nazi. 
the guy who called me a Nazi because first he shows a guy in Auschwitz shirts. I said, so that makes me a Nazi because a guy in an Auschwitz shirts was at the Capitol, and I don't think the Capitol was an insurrection. So to prove me even further wrong, she he posted a picture of the man from the back, and it said staff on the back of the Auschwitz black T-shirt. So he said, now if that don't prove you're wrong, what does? That didn't prove me wrong. I have no idea what his point was. But uh, I'm, I'm going off on tangents. But like I said, they jumped the conclusions on everything. And we have to be worried about any words we use because we're so afraid of being considered a racist. We're so afraid of being one of those people. And we're so afraid of upsetting them. Well, I've been upset for way too long by a lot of this. And I think a lot of other people have. The broad sounds like she's a little upset about things. Um, and that don't make us racists. We're going to get on to a few more phone calls. But first, uh, I don't want to be all spite and vinegar. I'm going to do a couple of reviews on some TV shows I've been watching. Two great series I want to recommend for you and go over a little bit. That's what I'm going to do in the next segment. Uh, break up some of the vinegar and vitriol or whatever you want to call it. But uh, thank you for listening in. That was call number one. We're going to call her the broad from now on because that's slightly offensive and we're going to break down those offensive walls. I'm the Meatball, Meatballs for America. Leave me a voicemail, 307-363-2669. Email me, meatballsforamerica at yahoo.com. Some uh, TV recommendations coming up next. All righty, the meatball on TV. Well, talking about TV. Maybe someday the meatball will be on TV. Uh, I want to talk to you about two great shows. The first one, The Morning Show. It's an Apple TV original uh, starring Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Addiston, Billy Crudup, and Juliana Margulies, and a host of other people uh, you'll recognize, and they are all phenomenal, and uh, play roles that uh, you wouldn't have really imagined them playing, and are, are people you, you didn't see them fitting as, but they do a phenomenal job on. Uh, it's called The Morning Show. It's basically a show about a television morning show, a la Good Morning America, Kelly and Ryan, those type shows. Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston were the original longtime favorite lovable host. However, the show starts uh, right after Steve Carell is let go in a Me Too type situation. And the show goes through uh, the lives of the people involved, the co-workers, uh, looks at the situation from just about everybody's perspective, using flashbacks and whatnot. And it's done really, really well. Uh, I'm a person who watching a movie or a TV series, figure it out right away. Although I didn't know the kid could see ghost in the sixth sense right away. But usually I know what's coming up. I almost always know, oh, he did it. He's lying to her. They're going to sleep together. He's behind the whole farce. Um, this show... Hits me with left hook surprises at every turn. I I didn't see, I don't think, one thing coming that came. And uh, many episodes make you have to watch the next episode. Um, I know I went through the first season in about a day and a half. I think that was 11 episodes. Uh, and the second season, I had to wait for and watch it as it came out. And I watched it as soon as it, the episode dropped. But uh, watch that out. Uh, follow it uh, and uh, 
anxiously await season three like I am now. But there's two seasons, 20 total episodes to date. Check them out. The Morning Show. It's an Apple TV original. Um, also, I just started. I believe there's seven episodes, and I'm in episode number four. True Story. This is a Paramount Plus, uh, which I think is part of Disney uh, original. It's starring Kevin Hart as a top-notch superstar comedian comic actor from Philadelphia. What a stretch, huh? But uh, actually it is because this ain't a comedy at all. It's a drama. Uh, After a tragedy happens, uh, his first night back in Philadelphia starting uh, a huge tour... Um, it's a crazy roller coaster ride of a drama, uh, that sucks you in. Now, the story's good. It gets a little far-fetched at times so far in the season four, but the two leads of the show, Kevin Hart, who I told you about, does a phenomenal job as a dramatic actor, um, and still has his funny moments. And the second lead, first time I've seen him in forever, didn't recognize him right away, was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Wesley Snipes, playing Kevin Hart's older brother. Um, And man, he's phenomenal. But the show is really, really good. Like I said, there are seven episodes. I don't know if there's going to be a season two uh, where it's just a complete miniseries. I'm in episode four or five uh, and enjoying it immensely. So that's True Story, Paramount+. Plus. Check them out. I want to give you a little more than spite and vinegar and hate and anger and fighting on this show. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to review some TV or movies each week. I'd love to find somebody who would like to do a music piece. Um, and uh, I believe starting next week, we are going to have a sports and sports betting segment every week where somebody's going to discuss how to do all that betting on your phone, how to do the payments, and uh, discuss some of the football games, baseball games, basketball games, prop bets, and whatever there is available out there. So uh, we want to make the show some fun, but uh, we want to talk about other things also. So I'm going to get back to some phone calls. Look for The Morning Show, Apple TV. Or True Story, uh, Paramount Plus. Two great TV shows. Uh, We're going to get into a phone call that touches base and opens up one of the segments I really wanted to talk about. Coming up next. All righty. I'm not sure how many have paid attention earlier this month, the first week of December, but we had probably one of the greatest collegiate athletic performances in history. Uh, The Zippy Invitational to Swim Meet held in Akron, Ohio every year, but multiple event, pool, Ivy League, and national records were rewritten in that three-day swim meet. Uh, Local student, University of Pennsylvania's Leah Thomas, on Friday, broke the woman's Ivy League 500 freestyle record. Then on Saturday, Thomas swam the fastest 200 freestyle in the nation, pumbling the pool, the meet, and the University of Penn's records for that event. Then in the 1650-meter freestyle finals, she beat Pennsylvania University teammate and second-place finisher Anna Kalanz by 38 seconds, setting an Ivy League Zippy Invitational and University of Pennsylvania record again. Uh, she's doing all this as a first-year swimmer on the Penn women's swim team. First year she ever competed, uh, Division I NCAA women's swimming. swimming. 
She did, however, compete for three years on the men's team at the University of Penn as a man named Will, Will Thomas. Now, uh, I also read some articles. I think he was a second team All-American as a male swimmer, uh, but I only read that one article, so I'm not 100% confirmed on that. But my question is, is this fair? Is it right? Is it equal? I mean, in my opinion, absolutely not. Men, women, male, female, sex, gender, whatever you want to call it, it's all confusing and mumbled up and has definitions that half of us don't even know. Uh, the sexes are equal as beings and deserve equality. And they deserve to be treated equally. Physiologically, physically, we are not equal. And to be fair, we must compete athletically and in physical competition separately. And there's nothing misogynist, wrong, or evil, bad, or anything about that. But according to NCAA rules, by completing one year of testosterone suppression treatment, a trans woman is eligible to compete as a female. Now, on average, men are four inches taller and 32 pounds heavier than women. Uh, and men, even of equal size, have larger, stronger hearts and larger, stronger lungs. Now, they're key components in physical and athletic competition and stamina. And there is no treatment or medication that's going to change or address just that or make it equal. People that are born with male genitalia, we can call those outies so we don't offend anybody, and the chemical makeup are bigger, stronger, and more physically equipped for sports and the abilities needed for athletics than women born with female genitalia. We'll call them innies. So from now on, we don't offend people. You were born outie or you were born innie. It doesn't have to do with gender or sex or preference or identity. You're an outie or an innie and not belly buttons. Uh, people love to jump on me when I say that, that, uh, you know, men and women are, are different and men are superior physically and better at sports. Uh, their biggest thing is, oh, yeah, go play a female NCAA D1 basketball player. Of course she's going to kick my ass. I'm in my 50s and I've had open heart surgery. And even me at my athletic prime at 26, she would destroy me unless I practiced and trained for a minute. Uh, if I practice and trained basketball for three to six months, I would be a competitive female D1 basketball player. I'm six foot, 190 pounds. If I train and I'm athletically fit, I would be too dominant and there'd be too many women smaller and weaker than me for me not to be competent. I don't care how long and how hard I train. I will never even make a Division Three men's basketball team because I just won't be physically and strong, strong enough dominant, and my basketball skills aren't good enough. Uh, another one is, oh, fight Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey at her best would kick my ass today. She would kick my ass at my best at, well, not my best at 26. I'll get into that. You know, at 26, I was six foot, 180 pounds. I hadn't worked out for more than a month at any given point since I stopped playing organized sports my sophomore year of high school. But if I took six months and trained and ate exactly the way Ronda Rousey did for a UFC fight and we got in that cage, I would kick her ass. There's no doubt about it. She's what, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, a buck 40, buck 45 to the moon? A physically fit, trained, six foot, 180 to 200 pound me, or any man for that matter, is kicking all but maybe the top one, two percent of the biggest, strongest women's alive's asses. Period. The end. Fact. 
I don't care, though, who trained me or for how long I trained. I ain't ever even lasting a single round with Conor McGregor or Sugar Ray Leonard in their prime. Fact, period, the end. That's how I feel. Uh, a few women may be able to avoid getting knocked out by either of them for a round or two, but there ain't a woman in the world who's going to answer the bell for round three against either one of those two guys either. Just not possible. So I don't believe men, no matter what surgery or medication they've taken, should be competing with women. Now, here's the situation in the reverse. I'm not talking about a woman becoming a man and competing with men and getting destroyed. In high school, at least Texas athletic uh, schools say you must compete um, with the gender you're assigned at at birth or the gender you're assigned on your birth certificate. The wording something like that, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they won't even call it the gender you're born anymore. That's why I'm going outie any from now on. So um, anyway, in Texas, this Mark Baggs, he's, he's now 22 years old. He's from Euless, Texas. Uh, 2017 and 2018 Texas State Female Wrestling Champ. Uh, Mark was born a female began transitioning and taking synthetic testosterone as a freshman in high school. Um, in Mac Begg's defense, he did try to fight for his right to wrestle the boys. Um, and school denied it because you have to, again, compete with the gender you're assigned at birth. So even though Mark was born an innie and became an Audi, he had to compete with innies. Uh, but he was on synthetic testosterone. Keep in mind, if a man tests outside the normal human production levels of testosterone, he is disqualified from uh, athletic competition for taking performance-enhancing drugs. I don't care how low a dose of tes testosterone Mac was taking, if it was to turn him into a boy, it was more than any of those females produce, and it gave him a competitive edge. Uh, now, you can look up the articles, because back in Texas about him, it says in 2017, he defeated Chelsea Sanchez in Girls League to win the Texas Girls League 110-pound championship. In 2018, he won his second consecutive Girls League state title, defeating Chelsea Sanchez again. Now... Did you read, I mean, did you hear what I read? That's an article about him with all he, his uh, pronouns discussing his female championships and his defeating of female competitors. Uh, in 2017, two competitors forfeited. They refused to wrestle him. And in 2018, the second one, he won one person forfeited first of all i didn't even know they had female wrestling um i don't think they had it when i was a kid i wrestled most of my life and we didn't have female wrestling separate category i do recall one of the younger my younger brothers who also wrestled i believe they wrestled a team that had a female wrestler wrestling the boys uh, just missed my brother by a weight class um and that leads me to wonder i, I don't know if psychologically as a kid i could have wrestled a female because it's a no-win situation you beat her big deal you lose, it, it's embarrassing. And the same thing goes with transgender in high school as a 15, 16-year-old. Do you, do you think you have the mental capacity to 
to compete physically, especially in a one-on-one type situation like wrestling with a trans person. I, I just don't know if that's fair to a, a regular 15-year-old high school student who I don't think should have to be dealing with that type of concept. Um, any television show, uh, well, not even television show, any movie or anything that deals with that would definitely not be related rated G for anybody to see. It would definitely probably higher than PG. Uh, most would probably be R because you should be older. It's, it, it's hard to, to comprehend and understand that stuff. I know when I was at that age, uh, the only thing I understood about it is that it was bad, uh, even though I didn't understand any of it. And and I didn't really even know what was bad about it. I just thought it had to be bad. But uh, there's some of my thoughts on that. Um, we're going to get into some phone calls, see how other people feel about it. And uh, please, don't not call about this topic because we did it today. I'll, re- I'll revisit it next week. I'd love to hear other people in support of or against these things. So call again, and let's get to some phone calls on this topic coming up next. Yeah, hello, this is Stromboli. I'm calling about a couple of things, but primarily this whole woke movement, which is all a bunch of bullshit. It's that simple. So here's my view on this whole woke movement. Basically, its sole purpose is to make conservatives look like the devil. It's really that simple. It's all about anything that conservatives, generally speaking, are not about. Let's do that and promote that. And therefore, if they don't agree with it, they're the devil. That's literally what the woke movement is about. So I'll start with this transgender swimmer at UPenn. It's crazy. It is such a shame for these other women swimmers on that team who have to sit back and pretend like they're okay with it, which from all accounts, they're not. Um, because how dare they, you know, take away the rights of this transgender person and not let him, and I'll say him because it's him because he's biologically male, it's that simple. Not let this poor biological male race against the woman. It's crazy. This world is upside down. It's nuts. Here's the thing. We as conservatives, and I can speak because I'm a conservative. Now, don't call me a racist. Don't call me a million different bad things just because I'm a conservative. That's what they've done. That's what the media has done to try and frame us all as horrible people so that when people go to the booth, all they have in their head is, oh, I have to vote for the good guy. That's kind of their game. So I am a conservative. I am 100% for people's personal choices. That goes across the board. I'm not a hypocrite like these woke fuckheads. I truly believe, hey, if you want to dress up like a girl, dress up like a girl. You want to dress up like a guy, dress up like a guy. You want to like girls, like girls. You want to like guys, like guys. I don't care. Do you, and I'm happy for you. Be happy, be yourself, be whatever makes you happy. However, why it's so hypocritical is because they preach tolerance. They preach you having to accept anyone for whoever they are, yet they completely disregard that when it comes to people like me, a white Christian male. I am the devil because I don't just sit back and take everything that they shove down my throat. It is ridiculous. Like I said, do you be whatever you want to be? I'm not going to look at you any different way than what you let me do as far as agreeing with what you do or not. I may not agree with what you do, but I'm not going to tell you you can't do it. That's what I want you to do for me. You may not agree with my views. You may not agree that I have moral standards. I love God. I like women. 
I'm straight. I'm white. I've never done horrible things to anybody just because of what they look like, and I never will, because that's not in me. That's not who I'm about. So don't tell me that I'm a horrible person. Don't force me. All righty, Stromboli with a lot to unpack there. Good name, number one. Uh, and you hit two topics, the woke, which, uh, by the way, that's what I mean when I say they. Regardless of skin color or race, I'm talking about the woke people, the woke, woke mentality. Uh, that's what I'm referring to when I said uh, to the broad's call, making white people feel guilty and afraid to use innocent terminology that they have turned into racial slights. Again, they, the woke, regardless of race. Uh, the woke mentality, it, it insists that I'm evil and should feel bad for being the white, heterosexual, God-fearing man that God made me. Uh, Stromboli basically said it the way I say it. And notice, he too had to explain what he meant when he used non-offensive official form and definitions of words. Uh, he had to define it as that, making sure people understood he wasn't using the woke-labeled offensive versions of such words. Uh, I personally agree with just about every opinion he stated there, so if you want my thoughts and understandings on these subjects, replay his call. Shamboli um, got cut off. He had a very long phone call. I'm going to use a cut or two from his call later on, uh, but let's get on to our next call. Yo, Beefalls, this is Ravioli here. So, interesting topic, last meal. Had this conversation with many people at various different times, and I always change between chicken cutlets and a sausage, peppers, and onions pizza. So, I mean, that's it for me. Right now, I'd be leaning toward the chicken cutlets, but there's times where I want the sausage, peppers, and onions pizza. So, that's a toughie. Uh, as far as transgenders, I think that was another topic that, that, uh, we were looking at. I can't even comment on it. I mean, it's, it's a joke. Men should not be competing against women. That's all I have to say about that. Let them, let them say to their own sexes and have a fair competition. When you have guys witted by 30 seconds in a 70 second swim meet, that should say, that says it all, in my opinion. Anyways, all right, meatballs out. All righty, He's uh, getting to be real regular. I appreciate your calls. Thanks for checking in again. And uh, basically, uh, he agrees with uh, everything. And uh, he mentioned last meal. It's another question, which is getting me hungry. We're going to do a little bit of the last meal coverage in a bit. But first, let's get to uh, my next voicemail. It's actually part two. Because uh, Joe uh, actually addressed the meal question and the trans athletes in a long phone call that got cut in half. And he had to make a second call to finish it up. Uh, but I'm going to give you the second half first. Uh, and then we'll take it from there. Meatballs. Uh, yeah, I got cut off in the middle of my transgender answer. Hopefully you can cut these together. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I would care if I was some female athlete that was kept getting my ass kicked by the same uh, transgender female in every every time we uh, compete that might upset me but I'm not and I, I don't care I really uh, I just don't worry about that shit so go ahead go ahead 
That's about it, Meatballs. Thanks for uh, doing the uh, questions. Love answering these. As I always say, first time, long time. <laughs> See you. Terrible answer. Well, I, I mean, Stromboli said it the way I would say in the part of the call that I hadn't played yet, but here's that section. Daughter plays soccer. She's very good at soccer. Um, I would be extremely bothered if she lost her starting job because a transgender wanted to play her sport. So that's what I, I I want people to try and figure out. How would you feel for your daughter uh, in either situation? I'd like to hear it both ways. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. But uh, all right, uh, let's end with some fun. We're going to do some of the uh, last meal questions. Uh, and here's one well thought out and considered meal response. This guy must be a man after my own heart, a foodie. He talks eating. Hey, Meatballs. Uh, answering your question for today's show. You got two questions. The first one, last meal. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm thinking, last meal, you don't care, like, it's going to be bad for you, so you go all in, right? It's your last meal. So, uh, you're definitely going to get some sort of appetizer, right? You're going all in. I'll get some fried calamari. Love the fried calamari as an appetizer with the, uh, when they have the spicy, the spicy marinara, like that. Uh... I got two dishes that I love. One is when you go to like a top-notch steak place. So maybe I'd ask for that. Like uh, I've been to this place, Sparks, in New York City. That's an amazing steakhouse. It's famous. There was a big mob hit out front of it, and I always forget the guy who got uh, who got whacked, as they would say, out front of Sparks Steakhouse. Very famous mobster. Uh, unbelievable steaks. I go there, I get a, uh, I get a nice, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what kind of steak I would get. I'd listen to the waiter. I'm big on what's your best, what's your best cut. I love asking waiters that. What's your best? And that's what I get. Uh, once in a while, you get screwed on that because it's some waitress or waiter that just started there. They don't know their shit and they guess and it was something that sucked. So I get I get a nice steak dinner medium medium I don't go medium rare I just go medium uh, I get all that creamed uh, a la carte uh, <laughs> vegetables that they have I get the creamed spinach you know oh god I go all in then I get some uh, I get some crazy dessert too it's like like a, like a god like a brownie a la mode. Like a little brownie with the ice cream, the vanilla ice cream. I'm going in on that. Then I'll have, uh, well, probably have some espresso or a coffee when I'm done. I'll even have a limoncello. I'm going all in. I'm going to get like uh, some sort of uh, after-dinner drink, maybe even not a limoncello. Who knows what I'm having after that. All righty, yeah, that's uh, Paul Castellano was killed in front of Sparks. Uh, and his driver uh, was Bertoli Bellotti, Bellotti. Tommy Bellotti, I think his name was. And uh, it said that that was uh, the God he ordered hit. I think it's uh, when 
Paul Castellano was murdered. Gotti rose to power. Uh, I think it's said that uh, him and Sammy the Bull Gravano were uh, parked across the street watching the whole thing go down. Uh, that's what I think some of that made for television or movies have said. But anyways, I digress. Man, they are all great meals, people mentioned. Uh, now, last week I was answering silly. I said, give me three pounds of bacon in the electric chair uh, so everybody would... Uh, think I left the world smelling delicious. That was uh, my line of thinking on that. But uh, if I'm talking last meal for my eating enjoyment, uh, I need my mother's meatballs. I need my mother's chicken cutlets. Um, I need some kind of pasta in red gravy. Uh, I'll take a prime rib and cut and uh, either blueberry or apple pie, depending on my mood. Uh, more so apple pie pie probably this time of year in the uh, warmer, uh, I mean cooler, no, warmer part of the year, blueberry pie. So I guess it depends on when my death sentence is. Well, um, that's my show, folks. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for calling in. Please keep listening. Keep participating. Maybe even recommend some people to, to listen and participate. But I'm the Meatball, and Meatball is out.